All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans, to another edition of Tech Watch Radio, brought to you by Network Providers, Inc., NetworkProvidersInc.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. Jay Harrison's with me. Welcome, sir. Happy Tech Day, Sam, as it is every day here on Tech Watch Radio. It is a tech day every day. It's not always a happy tech day, though. <laughs> That's last true. We, last um, episode, we were talking about this um, iPhone feature called Name Drop, which is really, really cool. Uh, but it can be misused and the danger of it and that cops are warning folks about that all over the country. It's turning into mic um, drop. It's a bad mic drop, too. Yeah. But they say to shut this off, go to settings, general, airdrop. Uh, anyway, bringing devices together, change that to off. And parents, don't forget to change these settings after you upgrade your children's phones as well, the post reads. To cancel, if it starts, by the way, and you see it happening, you can cancel by just moving the two devices away from each other. Um, anyway, so I bring that up. Because our next discussion is even more sinister, Jay. It's kind of why I start out, even though it was um, last episode. <laughs> I'm bringing this uh, up because I got a cybersecurity tip. I don't know if you guys know, but NPI, Network Providers, Inc., is a internet, well, let's just say this. It's an IT company. Uh, and they have an internet website called NetworkProvidersInc.com. And they have another one called npitechguys.com where all these podcasts are hosted. Anyway, the reason I'm bringing this up is they have a feature on there that you can sign up for and you can get IT tips. Tips to help, tips to protect, tips to... And the latest IT tip on there, or one of the latest anyway, uh, I wanted to bring up, and here's the headline. Cybersecurity tip. What is the dark web anyway? Question mark. And it's a great question because I don't even know how many people really that aren't tech folks even know what the dark web is, Jay. Right. So why don't you give people kind of a little summary and then I'll fill in kind of maybe some backfill stuff. What the heck is the dark web? Well, the dark web is like all all of the websites and, and places that you can't usually directly get to um, from a Google search. I mean, these can be um, sites that are just running on an IP address. They can be Onion sites where you have to go through a tour browser. Um, there's lots of different places to get it, but it's just not its not your um, your normal web. There's a lot of people will host nefarious stuff, whether it's Wares, which is cracked software, or, or porn, or whatever. I mean, all there's pirated movies, I mean, stuff like that. And it's not even all that, too. I mean, there's other people that run legitimate Onion sites as well. But um, that's, that's generally what people consider the dark web, is the stuff that you you can't really get to uh, on the normal internet, um, you know, just browsing around. All right. So let's, how would you let's define say, it, Sam? Let's say you're exactly right, but let's add a couple of clarifications so people know. So the web, everybody knows what's that? The internet, right? They right. called it the web because the web was kind of a way to kind of show everything is connected like a spider's web. Everything is connected. It's woven all together. All right. The World Wide Web relates to, hey, it's it's all over the world. Uh, the Web started out or the Internet started out as kind of hey, a college could communicate across campus. And then it was colleges could communicate with each other. And the military kind of started doing the same thing. And back in the day, anyway, that's what made the Internet what it is today. 
But the internet and the web are kind of simultaneous terms, right? You're on the web, you're on the net, whatever. They are. Everybody understands They don't that. really mean the same, but yeah, they are. But that is the web. I mean, for some people, Facebook is, is the web or is the internet, right? I mean, we've had that discussion yes. before. Uh, but those things aren't aren't really true. The web, my point is, or the internet is this infrastructure by which all this happens. So you get on the internet, you get on the web, you get on whatever you want to call it. Okay. Now they call it a web browser. They don't call it, really call it an internet browser, although it's both. And I know those again. Don't call me as a tech guy and try to educate me and say no, Sam. There's differences. I'm trying to put this on the kitchen table for the average person to get. Remember this. So when we talked about what is the dark web anyway, understand that the dark web or the dark internet is not a different place. Let me say that again. It's not a different place than the internet or the web is. It's the same place because the same routers, the same cables, the same companies transmit the traffic of the normal web, the day-to-day -day life that you and I live along with the dark web it's how it's used and what you have access to that matters right the dark web or sometimes the deep web is a sub part of the world wide web that we know love the internet that we know love use etc but what happens is they use special software and special techniques to allow people to create websites and other um, systems besides websites, FTP sites, all kinds of other communication platforms or hubs that you can make completely anonymous or untraceable. All right. So think about it like the real world out in the streets. Everybody knows that the restaurants over here and the grocery stores over there. What people don't know is down that alley, there's a gambling place that if you go down these stairs and you turn left and you pass the three dentist offices or you whatever, then one unmarked door gets you the gambling place or the drinking club or the, okay, it's like that in a sense. You're using the same web, the same internet that we all know and love, but special software or special locations or special ways get you there. And then you can deal with anonymous or completely untraceable transactions or information available to one another. And there's people who live in this quote, dark web world. Okay. So the hacking is a for-profit business. So hackers, hang out there, they steal, they combine, they trade, they sell personal private information on the dark web like passwords, social security numbers, bank account information, back to our credit card discussion of last episode. Okay, and the problem is that stuff lives there. Now what usually happens is when a breach occurs, a security breach occurs in normal life, on the web, on your computer. What happens is that information that's been stolen or breached or hacked or whatever you want to call it, siphoned off, then those passwords, those credentials, those credit cards, all those details will show up in these places on the dark web or in the dark web, so to speak, right alongside 
where you think things are all good in, in, out, out, out in the open. So don't think it's a different world or a different place. You don't, you know, sign up for the dark web and connect to it, and it's a different place. To get to the dark web, you just have to have the right tools and the right know-how and the right things using the same infrastructure that we're already using every day. I, I thought you had to use one of those old America Online CDs to get on the dark web, Sam. Well, you don't, although I bet somebody could hack a CD to make that happen. <laughs> in other words, they could put on a CD where you plug it into your computer and now everything's anonymous and now it boots up its own operating system and literally operates on the oh, yeah. dark web. They they do have and ones those like are that, possible, that run right? Linux in a, um, a read-only mode in your so you can just boot from a CD or a USB drive and then have a tour browser and be able to access all that. Right. So, so my point is you're right. They're already doing it. But look, you need to find out what's on the dark web. And you're like, well, man, I don't want to go there, Sam. I don't want to go into the bar and see what women are in there. I don't want to go into the gambling center. I don't want to go into the hacking place. Look, if your network or one of the people that you know have been hacked, your information will show up there, but you may never know because you don't live there. You don't hang around those people. You don't know what they have. But you can find out what they have on you on the dark web before someone uses it against you to gain more access to your systems now you got to be careful because there's some websites in some places that are scams they'll tell you we'll check the dark web for you and what they're really doing is using the dark web against you so you need to be really careful who you go to and who you trust but if you want to know what's out there on the dark web relating to you your company your employees you can join the mailing list that i mentioned to start, if you go to networkprovidersinc.com, there's a choice there that says join our tips. There's also a form there that you can fill out, and Network Providers Inc. will do a scan for you by name, by email address, by website, by and there's a bunch of terms that you want to do, by company name, and they can look on the dark web because there's legitimate tools that are not by the bad guys, that are by the good guys, that can literally troll that space for you and come back and say what's there or what others are seeing there. So you don't have to go into the dark alleys or go into the bad places uh, and try to research it yourself. That's very dangerous. However, there are ways for us to research this for you and come back and generate a report. And it's, believe it or not, a free service that Network Providers Incorporated offers businesses Obviously, it's a way for them to say, hey, if, if you've got these problems, we can help you fix them. I'm not saying there's no value for, for network providers. There is. Obviously, we want more clients. But my whole point is this is a service that's offered for free that most folks don't even think about. But you got to know this, Jay. Oh, yeah. Because if you have a bunch of passwords out there, a bunch of stuff, you need to get a password manager, get all your passwords changed and everything else. And you need someone to be in the modern day. I hate to say this. But new tools are needed for safe life. So in the past, it was like, oh, well, I have a credit card, but no big deal. Well, now you got to start checking your credit card scores all the time. Credit card uh, reporting services or whatever you want to call them uh, and repair services. They're out there because if your information gets taken or stolen, your identity, then you might have problems you don't even know. So you got to have somebody watch that for you, right? They have credit card companies that or places that watch that for you. The dark web's the same way. You got to have somebody for your company and for your employees and stuff troll this stuff and keep an eye on, run checks and give you reports and say, hey, you guys are doing good. You have password managers. Your passwords are complex. Nothing's leaked to the dark web. You're good. Or 
or here's a list of things that need to be fixed. Um, and I know it sounds like I'm going on forever, and I don't mean to make it super technical. All you got to know is that the dark web's out there. It exists. You don't want to go there and hang out there at all. But you do want somebody to find out if your stuff has been put there by bad guys. And if it has, you need to take mediation action uh, to deal with it. So if your email password's there, you got to change your password to make sure that the leaked one's worthless now. Or if you have, anyway, all I'm saying is credit card information. You need to go get your bank and get another credit card or file a police report. Or there's a lot of mitigation techniques you can take. But this is really, really important. And I don't know how many companies really day-to-day realize. Obviously, the massive companies know. But the massive companies get hacked a lot, too. Um, Small to medium companies are people who just kind of think, oh, I'm under the radar and it doesn't really matter to me. Uh, Jay, I don't don't know how wrong they are. Yeah, the, generally they get hacked the worst, right? The, the people that are small business where they're they're big enough to to matter or be a couple million dollar company, but they think that they're small enough to be under the radar. But those are the easy pickings by a lot of these guys because they don't have their own IT services. Um, there are some websites like Have I Been Pwned? That's um, they just replace the the O with a P for owned, um, and you can you can put in your personal email address. You can they'll monitor and let you know if things get happened or new breaches happen that have your email address in there as the credentials. Um, they even have paid versions for businesses where you can monitor your whole domain um, for your business and if anything comes up. But even some password managers will have this where they'll uh, they'll hash your passwords and just check, and they will tell you if a password has shown up on uh, on any of the dark web lists anywhere or at least the ones yes. that they have access to and so you can at least strengthen that up and that's usually what i recommend don't change your password because you might change it to something else that's weak just strengthen it just add more to it and that'll get you around it well and most of the time what you got to remember too is a lot of the tools that you're mentioning though they only do certain things though so they're limited they're tools like your password manager it's limited it'll do some of the things but it won't do a comprehensive search like say network providers or oh, other yeah. companies like it companies will do so i'm not saying don't use those because they're good but i want you to know they're narrow in scope and they don't really tell you the whole story so don't go oh i already ran from my password manager this thing that said check the web for my um and yet yeah, checked and said these passwords are used more than once stop that don't use passwords more than once and hey by the way you only have one leaked password on the dark web that tells you part of the story but you need somebody to do a comprehensive multi-tool web check to really know uh, what's out there. And these tools are good, and I'm not downing them in any way. I'm just telling you that they're limited, and they don't do the whole the whole check. It's kind of like the guy that goes out and says, hey, I'm going to check your oil and check your tires. And now you're ready to go on your road trip. He's right. Your oil and tires are good. But if you took your car to a mechanic who did a you know 50-point check and checked your engine and checked your this and that, and then you would know for sure that you're really, really ready to go. And that's yeah. kind of the difference that I'm pointing out, Jay. Exactly. And, and that's what I'm saying is, you know, there's some simple things that you can do, like check your tires, check your oil. Um, and there's there's in-depth things that professionals can do for you as well. And I recommend both, actually. I mean, take take through Amen. some responsibility on your own and, and also, you know, especially small business, make sure that you've got your bases covered because you're Well, and it's possible to check weekly yourself on some of these small tasks you can do yourself weekly or daily or as often as you remind. And then, hey, monthly or whatever, have someone else or quarterly, have other people do things. And there's all kinds of ways to set up patterns of protection is what I like to call it. Layers in depth of defense. All right, ladies and gentlemen, is Google's Gemini 
a real kickoff, if you will? Is it the real start of the, quote, AI boom? Well, Gemini just, you know, is the same as chat GPT. It's just um, Google's version. It's called Gemini, right? Everybody's oh, it's, starting to have one now. If you believe the hype, it's supposed to be completely different than chat GPT. It's multimodal. Well, it's supposed to be, but here's the deal. Early impressions of Google's Gemini aren't great, they say. So, again, folks, AI is great, but don't get cracked up and think it's the best thing since sliced bread. And don't think Google is going to beat everybody, and now you're going to go from chat 3.5 to chat, you know, 15.6 or whatever. In other words, it might be better, but it also is a lot more likely to hallucinate. It's also not (laughs) as great as people kind of imagine uh, and stuff like that. For example, Google is also rolling out what's called Google it's called Notebook LM. You know about this, Jay? No. Notebook LM? Yeah. Notebook LM. No, but I, I do have a little bit of audio for from Google Gemini if you want to hear what they sound like a little bit. All right, before we do that, all right, let's do Gemini, then we'll do uh, this Notebook LM really quick. Here's Gemini. All right. Ding, Gemini. Here we go. Tell me what you see. I see you placing a piece of paper on the table. I see a squiggly line. So this is real time as he's... What about now? The contour lines are smooth and flowing, with no sharp angles or jagged edges. It looks like a bird to me. Hmm, what if I add this? The bird is swimming in the water. It has a long neck and beak. It is a duck. Yes. A duck is a type of waterfowl in the family Anatidae. Coloring it blue. Ducks are closely related to geese and swans. The duck appears to be blue. This is not a common color for ducks. However, there are some breeds of blue ducks. These are typically not as common as other duck breeds. It is more common for ducks to be brown, black, or white. Are you sure? What the quack? Showing I was just talking about blue a blue rubber duck, ducky. and now you're holding one. It looks like blue ducks are more common than I thought. Would this float? I'm not sure what material it's made of, but it looks like it might be rubber or plastic. What if I tell you it's making a squeaking sound? Oh, if it's squeaking, it's definitely going to float. Hmm, nice. It is a rubber duck. It is made of a material that is less dense than water. Can you teach me how to say this in a different language? All right, let me, let me you stop you there. It's pretty so interesting. So now there's people saying there's people saying that that sounds good, it looks real, it seems incredible, but it turns out some say it's a fake, Jay. And it might be because it, it's really fast and adaptive, as you could hear in that that interaction. Was he has a video just pointing down and he's drawing on a post-it note and he's showing it different things, and this thing is just interacting real time with almost yeah, no delay. They can't even give me the phone if I say ask a phone for Jay Harrison's phone number. They can't even give me the phone number back that just fast. Tap fast. your phone Much to mine, less. Sam, and you'll grab my phone number. You know, not not mine because it's turned off, buddy. Okay. All right, anyway, so is Google's Gemini the real start of the tech boom? Many people are saying not so fast. It's not what it's cracked up to be. There are tests out there showing how incredible it is. Some are saying that they're fake. Well, Bard fell short, didn't it? All of them fell short. Well, I I still think ChatGPT is the most impressive I've used. and I use it. impressive, but it still falls short. Well, I mean, falls short of of perfection or singularity, sure. But falls short as far as not being helpful, I mean, I use it almost every day. I know, but it hallucinates. All AI does. So do we. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what, that's one problem. The other problem is you put in something, and sometimes it's it's completely down the wrong path. And without human intervention, it's impossible to get it back on track. That's true. So anyway, I'm not saying that there's no value in it. I use it every day, too, and I think it's great. 
I want people to keep it in perspective, though, about what it really is. I'll give you an example. There's a new thing now called Notebook LM. It, u- it used to be called Project Tailwind. It starts by creating a, quote, data set of your source material, okay? And then Google's has created an app. That's this Notebook LM thing that I'm talking about that can analyze research material, help you extract and explore the key themes, and best of all, it's an experimental AI tool that can understand your documents, turn things into summaries, answer your questions, and best of all, reach out and go document the sources for it all. It'll just write your paper and MLM for you. Yeah, that's what they say. Now, again, I submit to you that the concept is really, really, really cool. I promise you it's not as far along as they make it sound. No, that that stuff I think is in beta. I think it's, I still think it's neat, though. I love to see them play with it. Oh, it's very I love neat. to see the innovation. Uh, kudos to... I love to play with it. I love to work on it. I highlight the progress being made. All of the above, Jay. But I do think it's being oversold a little bit. Like, you know, Google's getting a lot of traction out of this Gemini. Um, and surprisingly so when, when I think Bard fell short of ChatGPT, and I think they just, they feel like they, they've been the big player in this kind of stuff, especially with PageRank and how well they did in search engines in the last couple of decades. And they feel like they just, they have to get in front of this and they can't let a little company, which is not that little anymore, but a, a smaller company like OpenAI show them up and they've got to get in front of it. But you know what? It's always small companies that show everybody up. Think about how many big companies they're hungry. have innovated in the future, new things. What they really do is they find some small company that did something really cool. They buy it. They control it. And now they own it. That's how it always happens. The big guys yeah. don't really create much or innovate much at all. It's always a small guy that comes up. Well, even look at Mark Zuckerberg. The guy's sitting in his wet dorm. Right. He's like, hey, man, I want to see all the chicks. Hey, I do too. That'd be cool. And, and so these guys create, and now, okay, big companies don't create this technology. Small, tiny people do. Uh, and then eventually it gets bought, manipulated, and turned into something big or funded by big venture capitalists and everything else. But remember, it's always the tiny guy. Think about the Wright brothers. There was all kinds of big corporations that were trying to do the same stuff. These guys did it on pennies and and parts they had kind of laying around, com- not exactly, but comparatively speaking, uh, and they got it done. American innovation. So remember innovation. that. Remember that, right? Yeah, As absolutely. we go forward. And this technology is very, very, very cool. Be careful from a security point of view. <sighs> Figure out how you want to pay your friends. By the way, if you want to pay us tips, uh, we, we got to have a tip jar, but what would it take? What payments would it take, Jay? Everything. We had a tip jar. Everything? Oh, yeah. Bitcoin. You, Gold and silver, Venmo, AI. PayPal, yeah. What if you just NFTs, anything? We need to make Sam NFTs, like NFTs. Because if Sam AI Lincoln. could do things better than I could do, then it could make money better than me, and it could pay people better than me. So I think what we need is just an AI bot that would just make money for you know instead of Sam, it would make money. And then it could just donate to Sam's tip jar because it could do all those things. And all I'd have to do is just kick back and let the Gemini, or the Bard, or the ChatGPT, it can just make money. And then it can go ahead and just donate to my chip jar all by itself. Well, they say that AI is doing remarkably well in day trading. You know, maybe that's what you need, just an AI day trader on your behalf and you funnel the funds into your account. 
how do I make sure that if it loses money, then the AI can pay for it? Yeah, you put the AI on the hook if it's losing money. If it's making that's money, right. then it goes into your. I like that deal. I mean, that's, then it goes into my tip jar. See? Yeah, that's a win-win. I think for everybody AI, except the AI. I, I lo- well, no, it's a win for the AI because the AI has nothing to lose. The more it does that, and the more it makes everybody happy. That's its whole purpose of existence: is to make us all happy and more smarter, right? And richer there you go. and better. Everybody wins. By the way, thanks for listening to Tech Watch Radio. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. Share the broadcast with your friends. We're everywhere. NPITechGuys.com. NetworkProvidersInc.com. Thanks so much and make it a great tech day.